Hey, everybody, welcome to Curious Church Podcast. Live from two closets somewhere in Roseville. <laughs> we're back. Kind we're of. We're back. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, Aaron, did you know that this is actually our 50th episode? No kidding. This is the 50th episode extravaganza. Ah, uh, I did not know. I mean, I know, and we have all kinds of things planned. There's a, there's going to be a parade, uh, <laughs> definitely right. involving elephants. Elephants. Uh, we, we'd had a whole handshake parade planned, I think, just to celebrate the 50th episode. <laughs> We're going to do a thing where we sneeze in each other's faces, you know, just a little game. <laughs> That's right. Can't do not, any of that. Not anymore. Oh, not shoot. anymore. Shoot. I was thinking about this. It's like in weekly podcast years, we're now like a year old. Like for a podcast that publishes weekly, like assuming we took off, say, Christmas and Thanksgiving. Right. We're now a year old. It's sort of dog years in podcasting. Oh, that's true. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So, to reach 50 feels like quite the milestone. Well, I feel a year older, at least. <laughs> at least one yeah, year. at least. <laughs> at least, right. Did, did you believe we'd make it this far? In your heart uh, of hearts. I, you know, the, a lot of the, most of the podcasts I listen to, I've been listening to for literally years. And so mm-hmm. it would break my heart if one of them were to ever end. And, uh, it's, I mean, no, it's happened a couple times, but... I I feel like their podcasts are sort of infinite, so I don't ever think, <laughs> like, I imagine starting a podcast, but you never hear about someone, can't wait to close it out. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, in some true. ways, in some ways, it's always been, uh, I have expected us to still be doing this 50 episodes in. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say the, like a pr- the quality has increased dramatically, quality of content. Uh, I mean, we've gone to makeshift sound booths. We're both in our in our closets, <laughs> like you, right. like you mentioned. So. Uh huh. Yeah, we're we're only it's only up from here, really. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like I I think I saw a picture of Ira Glass, uh, who's the host of This American Life, and he was in his his closet. So I yeah. feel like I'm just we're just now kind of the Iras of. <laughs> of Curious Church Podcast, you know? <laughs> I, I assume kind of the ability and quality of someone's podcasting is directly related to their setting. And so if our glass is recording in a closet, I'm I'm kind of like him now. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Act one, how to be more <laughs> like Ira Glass. Act two. <laughs> act, act two, where in the world has Curious Church been for the last <laughs> months? Well, this is probably worth addressing, Matt. That's an excellent Ira Glass segue. You know, we yeah, I think we've been making an effort um over the past uh many episodes to have this podcast to be somewhat evergreen. Like that's a podcast term for you know, you you're listening to it, it's not necessarily marked in time by a particular event or a season. And uh yeah, that's well said. I think early on we were like, Oh, it's you know, it's uh fall, it's uh cooling down and then when you listen to that later in spring or winter, it feels just kind of uh, weirdly, like, uh, yeah, not in time. So, um, mm-hmm. but this, but this one, I feel like we do kind of need to mark because uh, you know, future yeah. generations, you know, my children's children's children, when they listen to this podcast, <laughs> enthusiastically, will, will want to know why we are both in closets in our homes 
and uh, why it had been so long since we recorded. So um, yeah, yeah. That's so what the, said. well said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So thanks. So the date is uh, today is May nineteen. Uh, 19. 19. May 19th. And, and your he- your hesitance uh, to even name the date. <laughs> I, I don't know if we even need to say more about what this season has meant. But, uh, yeah, it's unclear what day it is, but it is May 19th. Yeah, May 19th, 20, 2020. 2020. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, my notes, I'm looking at my notes here. Um, my notes about kind of this, under this segment, under Act 2. Where yeah. is Curious Church been? Active. Says, quote, quote, we kind of fell off a cliff. <laughs> uh. that's, that's my first, the first line of my note. <laughs> because the last one, our episode 49, with all this momentum going into 50, was published in January. Oof. And we, ha- and we haven't done anything since. No. And wait, wait, can I know, quick did, in- I'd like to quick interject, yeah. Matt. Because yep. we, had, we had done something since, in fact... Yes. Uh, just a, what a couple weeks before the stuff really uh, got real in terms of the uh, global pandemic, we had filled mm-hmm. the whiteboard in your office with uh, a topic ideas and guests and a plan. And in uh, fact, you know, if you remember, we had lined up a guest. We had a we had a schedule we had we a scheduled did. recording. Yeah, with we did. Dr. Libby Backfish, a we very did. popular guest. Yeah, and then then the schools closed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. It was like days. It was days before. Yeah. So sorry. Continue. So we were we were all set to get back in the saddle. Yeah. And then, I mean, the coronavirus, which had been lurking around our world since late last year, kind of exploded onto the scene, and suddenly, um, getting together to record wasn't going to be a thing that happened. And there was so many other logistics that were happening that weren't podcast related. And we know, I know. For the listeners, this was probably their number one priority. They were hoping <laughs> that we would prioritize this above all else. And to those listeners, we just want to say we're sorry that that didn't happen. Uh, we weren't able. We weren't able to deliver. All of you listeners and, who are putting off um, taking care of at-risk relatives and uh, getting groceries, <laughs> feeding yourself to refresh the feed just over <laughs> and over. All of all of you who haven't done laundry in three months because you just wanted a Curious Church podcast to accompany you as young, you folded. Young children tugging at your sleeve, begging for help with their uh, you know at-home schooling, and you were like, "No, I must refresh. Must refresh the feed." <laughs> That's right. We, so we just want to say we're sorry. Yeah, we are. And in fact, we're here, and with this episode, I don't think we're even making promises uh, about like we're suddenly back to a regular schedule. Right. Right. But I think we, we did want to at least say hi. Yeah, we wanted to say hi. We wanted to let you know that we are okay. Matt, are you okay? Yeah, I mean, what a loaded question to just toss out. That feels like it's Act Three. Are we okay? <laughs> okay, we can save that for later. Yeah, leave them in suspense. Yeah. No, we are. I mean, you know, I think for both of us, we're healthy and right. just navigating all of this, and want to do that wisely, and um, trying to do that as a church as well. Right. So, okay, you know, it's a it's a roller coaster. Every day is a bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> right. And I we know and we can and uh, we can rest assured that everyone listening has had uh some version of this uh experience. So, um So, we're I'm, we're I'm, we're with you listeners and we're we're glad to be um uh, just at least saying hi 
for now. Yeah. Yeah. But there is, I think we are committed to more Curious Church in the future. Uh, you know, so keep refreshing that feed, uh, but it might, <laughs> might not be immediately. Uh, but come, come the fall or some, sometime soon, we hope, we hope to kind of be consistently back in the saddle. I yeah. think we can say that much, yeah? Yeah, I think we can. Um, and you and I had talked about um, kind of uh, early on when this was going down how to do Curious Church remotely. And there are ways to do it. Obviously, other podcasts are doing it. Uh, and we, I think, kind of agreed on uh, wanting to be in person, wanting to be in the same room as our guests. Um, I think we're probably both a little bit tired of these screen meetings, you know. Um, yeah. So... There's, uh, you know, there are, there's some technical challenges too, I think. We'll see. Maybe this is really simple, but there's a, definitely a different way to kind of record when we're not in the same room together. So all those barriers. It is, pos- it is possible that this experience suddenly makes us realize, wow, that was the best we've ever done. <laughs> and we should, in fact, be recording everything remotely. You know, who Who knows? There's well, it's interesting how many people are working from home, and you wonder after, and and they're being just as or more productive. You think, hmm, maybe right. maybe we don't ever we don't need offices anymore or schools or like all these buildings can be used for something else. So we'll see yeah. what happens on the other side of this thing. I actually saw an article about that. Like, there's a number of kind of tech companies and uh, who are saying basically like, hey, our work from home policy, this is going to be ongoing. Like, if you want to work from home, like. Oh. In the future, even <clears throat> post kind of vaccine and all that, we are moving to be a work from home. And like these companies that are renting expensive floors in these high rises in downtown areas are suddenly going to yeah. be shrinking their footprint. So there's this interesting kind of business real estate uh, uh, corollary yeah. to all of this, too, for like the rentals of, and leases of those kinds of spaces. Yeah, interesting. So, we're, so Curious Church might be giving up its lease on uh, <laughs> my office. It's unclear. Yeah. <laughs> Rent out your office to somebody. Yeah. It, it's been very expensive. Very, very expensive lease. <laughs> Well, uh, Matt, what do you think about moving toward Act Two? Which was, I I, maybe, do you have a plan for Act Two? I, I kind well, of have one. I thought maybe oh, take us there. Okay, you, you you take us there. I've got I've got notes, but my notes can move around however they need to. I, I think we might be on a little bit on the same page of this. Um, but one thing we want to talk about was kind of for Granite Springs people, what's been happening in terms of church and the conversations. Um, that have gone on to kind of keep church happening in a remote kind of way. And, um, and maybe as we maybe see a light at the end of the tunnel, who knows, but how <laughs> maybe we might be talking about how getting, we could start to get together together again and, uh, what we have been doing church wise in, uh, for these past few months. So do you want to, was that on your list at all? Uh, I didn't have that on my list. Actually, oh, so, no. But, but that's okay. Okay. But we can totally talk about that. I mean, the tricky part of, you know, we've time, time stamped already at May 19th. Yeah. Is in terms of looking forward, it feels almost impossible to project. Yeah, that's uh, true. Kind of exactly what things are going to be looking at. But there's lots of conversations happening. You know, we're, we definitely have not buried our head in the sand. In fact, after recording, you and I are hopping on another call to talk about this again. Yeah. For another, right. you know, right. another hour. Right. Uh, which is great. So, But I think like one of the main things that has been maybe encouraging as we do look forward is there does really seem to be this longing uh, among people to be together, right? Which you never know exactly 
when you suddenly are forced to kind of like everyone's at home on Sunday mornings and worshiping in whatever they've kind of put on or not put on that morning. Yeah. It's like, uh, will people ever actually want to get back together? Or is this is this their kind of ideal? And, you know, I don't think either of us, if you've listened to Curious Church, you can guess that we probably think that's not the ideal. But uh, you wonder, right? Like, is this just going to be kind of the death knell of in-person church? <laughs> and, you know, we, we have no idea what it's going to look like, but it has been encouraging through people, uh, just phone calls and conversations that have happened. There's been a real kind of longing to get together, um, you know, once once possible. Yeah. And that's been an encouraging thing, I think, uh, for me anyway. Yeah. I don't know if you have any reaction to that. No, that's that's good. I mean, a lot of the questions we get, um, you know, we've, we've gotten notes from Grant Springs folks and uh, that are really encouraging. And we're, I mean, all of us on staff are doing our best to kind of adapt and be the best uh, be the best Granite Springs church that we know how to be in this situation. Yeah. So, um, uh, and also kind of while staying, staying true to who we are. And so, uh, yeah, the notes have been encouraging. And um, one of the, I think one of the, one of our main, I just kind of wanted to name this real quick because one of the main mm. challenges, one of the things we have yet to overcome is how to, how to uh, participate in communion together. Yeah. So this was a conversation early on. It's like, well, we can, we can kind of sing together over video. We can pray together. We can hear the word over video. But the idea of communion is so uh, fundamentally uh, connected to being connected together, like being in communion, uh, being part of a community. Yeah. And to do that all in our separate homes, we we talked about some different ways to maybe try to still receive communion. I mean, everything from driving by the church building, getting it in your car window, to um, you know having your own bread and wine at home, um, and none of those really seem to be to fulfill kind of the spirit of that sacrament. So we, uh, you know, we opted to say communion is going to be something we long for, um, and that it's so, and that's it wasn't. I don't know if it's an idea we created, but. Uh, we listened to some wise folks who um, agreed that maybe we'll just wait. We'll just wait, and and uh, communion will be all the sweeter when we can participate in it again. So that was one yeah. point I think I wanted to kind of quickly address. Yeah, and there's all kinds of layers to that decision, right? There's health layers. There's theological layers. I mean, one of the questions that's raised for me, uh, and this was in my notes, so well done, Aaron. Way to, way to yeah, pull, us, I knew pull us over to my document. But, you know, uh, Rachel and I were reflecting and just like how, yeah, that, there's a sense of loss in not being able to participate in the sacrament. I've, I read um, Rachel Held Evans, who kind of tragically passed away uh, this previous year. Uh, she'd, she'd said once, and this was just in a tweet, actually, but it's always stuck with me, that, that sometimes our act of faithfulness is simply to ch- show up to church and receive Eucharist. Mm. Like, you know, that's, sometimes that's uh, all we muster and all uh, that we can offer, but that that's a really kind of meaningful practice. But then suddenly it's like, okay, well, that embodied practice, the thing I can just do is no longer available to me. And so one of my questions, I don't know that I have answers to this. I'm curious if you have any thoughts, but how do we remain embodied in our practices where suddenly everything is kind of disembodied, right? Like even, even I think about... Uh, like like participating in worship on a Sunday, uh, there's no one telling me to stand and sit anymore, <laughs> except maybe Kevin uh, for the blessing. 
but I don't even have some of those physical rhythms. Like it's just like kind of recline, and then you know the temptation even to to recline the the seat to put up my footrests so that like I'm even <laughs> further kind of back. Um, but that that's been a real challenge for me is how to kind of. Uh, have my faith kind of participating in my my whole body. I don't. I don't. You've been leading music, and so there's maybe a piece uh, for that. But I'm curious if you have any thoughts about that. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, it, it raises the whole question of physical worshiping with our bodies, and mm-hmm. uh, we, yeah, there's this physicality to it. When we when we first uh, we first start, started kind of encouraging folks a, uh, a couple of years ago, maybe at least when we received the blessing, you know, we're not a like. Uh, necessarily a church where people are raising their hands and and doing a lot of dancing or movement at all at at any point (laughs) during our service. (laughs) But we have been in the past few years encouraging people when they receive the blessing to just kind of hold their uh, hands out, you know, kind of palms up and as as an act of physically receiving uh, a blessing. And there's an element of that also, of course, during communion when people are physically moving about the room and receiving something in their hand. so it does give you a. I, I do wonder about that connection between you know can can you worship by just being totally still or in my case um, last Sunday I was lying on the couch and my two children were literally sitting on top of me so that is that a way <laughs> is that a way to to be worshiping like in some ways absolutely and in other mm-hmm. ways it's um, you know maybe there's maybe not I don't know I don't know yeah I mean I I don't think there's right. I mean, I think we're Protestant enough to say there's not right or wrong ways to worship, right? There's not sort of, if if you aren't standing, then you're not doing it, quote unquote, the right way. Right. Um, but I mean, part of the embodiment of our faith, it helps it kind of sink in, in a different kind of way. Like I've been, I've invited people, we've been doing these morning prayer live streams every morning. And part of the morning prayers, there's a couple of times where it says glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. And, you know, as we're doing this morning prayer, there's a document that people can kind of follow along and recite parts of it in bold, but not everyone is able to open that link or whatever. So I just invite themselves as a way to participate, to cross themselves, you know, make the sign of the cross when we yeah. hit that part yeah. of the prayer, just as a way, it's it's this way of participation that acknowledges we're not just sort of brains, we're not just ears, <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, that, but that helps us. Uh, kind of participate. I found this is this is kind of a quirky thing, but it's physically related. I think is how much harder it is to sing along with worship in my uh, own home. Yeah, um, I think it's because maybe both Rachel and I are a little more self conscious. Like when we're in the the sanctuary and the music's like. You, you tune it to just the perfect volume that we can sing quite loudly and not hear ourselves. You know what I mean? And so then like the like the, the notes that are like a little bit higher early in the morning, like you just kind of kind of belt to get there. But yeah. you know that you're not really going to bother your neighbor because yeah. they can't hear you. Like we've got we've got Aaron's uh, sonorous tones coming over the loudspeaker to drown us out perfectly. Uh but we can still kind of hear the the collective group, which I think, you know, you've done a wonderful job on the sound in that space. But on a Sunday morning where I'm controlling your volume, I don't really want to I don't really want to blast it through yeah. throughout the house because that feels like kind of weird. Um, but then I find like I don't really want to sing super loud. And so it's this interesting kind of tension of like there's a little bit of strain on the voice and I haven't quite worked out 
what to do about that other than maybe I should just be shameless before the Lord, you know, sort of a, a David dancing in his underwear or something. Yeah. But, so. Not literally, folks. Don't don't go there. So uh, that, That's a good point. I mean, I, I've, there's actually, I think we have a similar experience even at our house and we're all for oh, yeah. singing oftentimes. It's like, maybe it's because it's ourselves up, up there, but I, I, I do wonder how many people are really singing along. I think the least we can do is give them that opportunity. But I think also, I mean, singing together is another experience that's best done communally, like I think is what you're saying. And uh, yeah. so so to just have, like, it feels like we're kind of singing at each other this way. Uh, oh, you're just like you're singing at your TV. Uh, maybe it feels like that in person as well. But uh, yeah, I especially, I especially am pro-communal singing, and that's definitely a, a challenge uh, right now. Yeah. 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 Maybe I need to layer a- like hundreds of, uh, maybe I need to re-record <laughs> it hundreds of times, just lay it over. So it's a giant family choir. <laughs> <laughs> There's a real sense of the collective. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many, I mean, you know, we, we, we just use the, you use the word challenge and there's just so many, uh, challenges, right. right. That, I mean, we're just talking about particular church oriented ones and faith oriented ones. Obviously there are you know, literally thousands of challenges that people are encountering and um, lots of loss of all of all kinds, right? Uh, yeah. I was just talking with Q the other day, and they just announced to their students that they'd canceled their summer camp uh, for this year, which is mm. a particular kind of loss. And he was just sharing that that conversation actually kicked into, like, lots more conversation about the things that have been canceled and the losses as this kind of students graduating so we're all experiencing all kinds of challenges and all kinds of losses, which I think is like helpful to name, um, because obviously it's not just about logistics of how we navigate this. Yeah. But, you know, we've talked quite a bit about um, the gift of faith and the gift of our traditions and our habits in the midst of this season, too. And, um, you know, I, I've been particularly struck. I think I've heard you say this, Aaron, a couple of times. It's just the way that the Psalms have prepared us as a community with words of lament. And uh, it's maybe a weird thing to say, like, lament is gift uh, of our faith. Yeah. But it struck me that being able to being able to admit and mourn that things are not the way they're supposed to be has been helpful for me anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder how, yeah. I think of lament almost as a as a language that you have to uh, like a, a second language that you have to learn and that you have to practice and have experience in, in and acknowledge. Uh, and when you I, so <laughs> hmm. when lament might seem out of place on an average Sunday six months ago, and we hmm. but we have it but we as a church I feel like hopefully have. Uh, allowed people to experience lament during a service. We have, um, through your excellently written prayers, we've addressed things, you know, maybe there's a particular thing in the news that was worthy of lament that week. And we're, we weren't shying away from that. We, this is, this is us, the church constantly saying, this isn't how the world's supposed to be. And this, uh, and this grieves us. And so, <laughs> so uh, if we, have kind of taught the church this helped to teach the church this language of lament uh then when it's when when it really hits the fan the church has is fluent somewhat in that language or at least conversational (laughs) if i'm still using that language analogy no Uh, i like the analogy it's sort of it's sort of like you know you learn in a classroom 
you know, in seasons where you're not feeling lament, you learn and you learn this language in a classroom, and then suddenly you find yourself in that country. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, thank goodness I know this language. <laughs> yeah. It it helps orient me. Like yeah. I can read a I can read a sign here and respond and. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a helpful analogy actually. <laughs> and the Psalms has kind of have been our main teacher, I think, both through your music and through their their own language and through the way they formed Granite Springs, kind of over years, really now. Right. Right, right. Yeah. Um, that's That's been a gift. I mean, one other thing that I just thought was maybe helpful to bring up in kind of this 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 act of the podcast with a hat tip to Ira is just you talked about how lament six months ago might have felt a little dissonant. And I just find it fascinating that, you know, at, at the beginning, when we first went into kind of this sheltering in place, we were in Lent. And that felt very appropriate. <laughs> right, like just like <laughs> yeah. strip it all away. Yeah. But then we moved into Easter tide. Yeah. And if there isn't like there is no more dissonant uh like season, it feels like, than with what we're going through. Right. Uh than Easter tide. Like right. at first, this is a little behind the scenes. We're doing these deepening practices through the year. And uh I you know, I'd sketched out potential practices for each year. My suggested practice for Easter was originally on that draft going to be gather. Like we're going to encourage people <laughs> to like have meals with one another and wah, get together and wah, celebrate wah. the resurrection. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, well, that, that's definitely not happening. And we've kind of tacked in a different way to talk about the Lord's prayer a little bit in these small groups. But uh, it's, it is a strange and dissonant time to be in Eastertide right now. But yeah. it strikes me that that is also actually part of the gift. Like the, the liturgical calendar, and we've talked about it a lot, it kind of doesn't care what what uh, your mood or what your circumstances are. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it calls us, it is always calling us to broader perspective and beyond ourselves. I think, I think it can incorporate, right? So it's not to ignore our situation um, or to not allow us to, to put words to lament. Um, but like even our morning prayer throughout Eastertide has begun with all these alleluias. We just say hallelujah yeah. over and over, which I think is a reminder, like because of Christ's resurrection, there is hope beyond, beyond this. And we are yeah. living in light of that. And that feels yeah. really weird and somewhat inauthentic even, but it helps oh. us to kind of deepen. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I've, I've actually felt, uh, I felt like the Easter, I can see how it's incongruous, but uh, to joy in the joy of Easter felt especially poignant to me in terms of us mm-hmm. all being separate. There was, it had this sort of um, eternal like like hope and looking forward to not only not only celebrating Christ's resurrection but kind of looking forward to his ultimate victory right over death and and so it, yeah. like there's this uh, like it's almost like looking forward to a second coming sort of. Uh, feel to it you know when we're in an like sort of apocalyptic time uh joy is especially um sought after or something maybe so i i I felt like uh yeah i felt like easter despite us not being able to gather uh in terms of uh music and our services allowed us that service especially allowed us to see you know the faces of uh, lots Mm. of different folks in the congregation so yeah that, that felt uh as close to uh, heavenly community as we could muster in this situation, but it had this sort of uh, tinge of hope, I think, uh, yeah. and looking forward that I really found uh, beautiful. 
I love that. I think that yeah. goes back to kind of this theme of cultivating longing. You know, yeah. like all in some sense, all of this is about we're cultivating longing for community. We're cultivating longing for restoration. Uh, like this has been kind of a unique season where because we're kind of stripped away of the things that kind of inoculate us to those desires sometimes um, in terms of just the ease of life and all of that. Suddenly it's like, Oh, like, no, I really, I really wish that everything was made new. Oh, I really wish that I could gather in worship in a way that maybe (laughs) I wouldn't have been able to articulate before. Yeah. And I feel like that longing happens all over, all over um, the place too. Like in terms of our memory of what it was like to gather but also, like, uh, my wife and I were watching a movie last night. We never watch a movie in one night. It's usually a two- or three-night uh, affair. But we started a movie last night. Okay. But just, just, seeing, just seeing folks, like, having dinner at a restaurant, it, like, mm-hmm. first of all, it seems very also, suddenly very strange to see that. But also, <laughs> it gives you this, like, sense of longing. Like, oh, I, I long for things to be um, the way they're supposed to be. Um, so, yeah. 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 The, is is this a good uh, is this a good point to move toward our our segment? I think so. W- were you thinking that too? Yeah, totally. Okay. okay. This this was helpful. Thanks for thanks for letting me process <laughs> the, the, some of this season with you, Aaron. <laughs> Welcome to therapy with Matt and Aaron as we process our experiences. Yeah, let's do a segment. Okay. You just heard the uh, this segment theme song. The segment is, I like it. I like it. We I talked, like it. you know, it, it felt like this is not the season. Speaking of <laughs> cultivating longing, this is not the season to bring our beefs. You know, uh, if we, if we kind of th- threw out to the audience, you know, we all have plenty of beefs. But we wanted to just, not in a way to ignore the challenges, but in a way of saying, uh, you know, what, what are things that are... Uh, Kevin's at times talked in meetings about silver linings or what, what are things that are still bringing joy, um, in our, in our lives. So we thought let's do an, I like it. I'll, I'll go first if that's all right. Great. Mm -hmm. Uh, there have been several, and we've talked about, like you said, we've talked about this in some staff meetings, but, uh, there have been several silver, silver linings. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to make the most of this, uh, whatever, I'm not going to say it's extra time, but differently sort of uh, scheduled time to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm doing an, enough creating and not just kind of uh, lounging, watching Netflix all day. Uh, uh, but I want to like be, be making something with, with uh, you know, a balance La- of, of entertainment, uh, of course. So. Lounging, watching Netflix all day was my I like it. So thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I have good. another one. <laughs> you have a backup, just in case I said. Yeah, that. I have a backup, okay. just in case, just in case you'd guilted me. <laughs> well, ironically, my I like it is not a uh, uh, not a um, create, but a consume. Uh, I've, oh. I've talked about this before, but I like to make sure I'm using my time either creating or consuming, mm-hmm. and making sure that's balanced. But my. My my consumption, I feel like, is fairly wholesome, and it's uh, look. I grew up in a time when video games were like really come like when I was a kid. My first, you know, the first Nintendo Entertainment System back in the eighties, like that was video gaming had become its thing. And I'm not. I've dabbled in video games over the years. I'm not a big 
uh, fan of it. I'll, for one reason is that I have a personality. I'm sure a lot of people do too, but where it's like I, I will easily focus too much on one stupid video game, and then like hours have passed by, <laughs> I'll feel terrible about myself, and I'll never touch it again. But this is a, a wholesome, a wholesome little game called. Uh, I'm late to the party on this, but it's called Stardew Valley. Do you know of this game? Oh. I think I do. It's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's a few years old, but it's got this like uh, it's a uh, you know a pixely old kind of old school graphics kind of game, and you run you inherit this farm from your grandfather, and he, you you plant seeds, and you manage your mm. money, and you uh, build buildings, and you uh, meet people, and it's so Matt, it is so relaxing to me. It's like the opposite really? of an in, of an intense like uh, you know I don't really do those kind of games anymore like intense you know shooting and running and stuff and this yeah. is just like you wander around town you plant your garden you make sure it gets watered maybe you're gonna buy a chicken maybe you're gonna build a chicken coop they're gonna lay some eggs you sell them at the market <laughs> and you just kind of work through this you know there are changes in the seasons the soundtrack the like the music is really simple and really pretty so it's just kind of you know it's just kind of relaxing and uh it's 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 to to feel like in the real world you're living is just totally out of control but when you're in stardew valley (laughs) you you have you have almost total control over everything that happens it's like there this action begets this consequence this does this you meet this, yeah. this this person likes carrots if you give them a carrot that you grew on your farm they will be your friend so it's like all very all very simple logical linear and uh, it's a world where things make sense and i uh, I, I like that a lot especially right now what's your uh, go-to crop like if if uh, if <coughs> Stardew Valley mm-hmm. um, children were to come visit Aaron's farm for the day, like what what would they get a tour of? <laughs> well, I've only uh, I've only lived through one year. Okay, sounds sounds like a lot, but it's their four seasons. Much, much like and... this podcast, much like this podcast, <laughs> yeah. we are one year old. We I've probably s- spent more time in Stardew Valley than I have been making this podcast, which is probably oh, wow. not a no, maybe not, but. Uh, my favorite crop is going to be eggplant, Matt. I'll tell you why. The seeds oh. are cheap, and it's a plant that <laughs> will um, continue to produce after you uh, harvest it. So uh, you don't have to like harvest ah. it and then replant a new one. It's just going to kind of keep giving and giving. So that's okay. that's what you want. You want some eggplant in the in the fall, or was that summer? I don't remember. But uh, you know, if you're into game, if you're, this sounds appealing to you, and this is like a, an all ages kind of uh, game, I'd, I'd say mm-hmm. go go grab this one. PC, nice. we have it on the Xbox, but it's on every platform, okay. and I've even have it on good authority that uh, certain electric car manufacturers that have large touch screens on them. I think it's even included in that, in wow. that vehicle. So when you there sit you down go. to play this, like what what is what is a farming session in Stardew Valley? Like how long are you sitting there watering plants and that kind well, of thing? Well, there's always something to do and this is one of the dangers you have to be careful of. There's always like a one more thing. Oh, I want to quit, but I just want to do this one more thing. And uh mm. there's a little bit of that. But uh you know, you have to get up, you first have to water your crops if it's not raining. Uh if you have a dog, put some water in your dog's bowl. Uh make sure the chickens are fed. And uh, collect their eggs. That's every morning. 
Okay. And then you're going to go into town. Maybe you're going to do some mining. Uh, there's oh. a, a whole thing where you can uh, go to the mine and there are monsters there. It's not too scary, Matt. It's not too scary. Don't, don't. Okay, that's good don't, to know. I was about to say, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to mine for some uh, iron ore, some copper ore in order to craft you know, a sprinkler system for your uh, farm so that you don't have to water that section every morning. So mm. all kinds of stuff like that. People will ask you to give them things, so you have to find them and give them to them. Uh, okay. Anyway, it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful way to pass uh, a, an hour a day or so. So I'd, okay. I'd yeah, recommend it. Uh, and there are lots, of, again, lots of silver linings. This little thing has uh, helped me, helped calm, calm me down and distract me a little bit, which I enjoy. Yeah, that's a gift. That's yeah. great. I like it. I like it. Very good. Well, mine is um, something that I refer to as special drinks, which I think <laughs> oh. people might people might assume that I'm therefore talking about cocktails or alcoholic beverages. Yeah, which uh, that is a that that is a subcategory of special drinks, but okay. not actually the primary category. For me, in part because I think this is the first time maybe we've said this on the podcast, but Rachel is pregnant, and so there is. Now Rachel is special special announcement for the fiftieth anniversary. Just a friend of mine, yeah, close friend. (laughs) Uh, So, so really excited for her. Rachel is my wife. She was actually on the last episode, so I guess people, if you've listened to more than one Curious Church and you've listened to episode forty nine, yeah. you're aware of our relationship and she was um, pregnant then if i'm not mistaken she was but i don't think we if, said i don't think we announced it there we surely we? did not but you can hear it in her voice <laughs> you can you can tell her voice glows uh whatever that means it's a voice for two <laughs> so so there's been a little less alcohol consumption in our household which has been sure. totally fine yeah. but um i grew up i grew up in a house and this you know uh, I have no, I, I genuinely have no bitterness about this. But basically, the beverages that I drank growing up was milk and water. Mm-hmm. Uh, at at every meal, we had milk. My father, for some reason, was allowed to have juice. I think mostly because he just refused to have milk. And uh, because every he's, meal was he's milk. dad, dad can do whatever he wants. That's that's, that's, that's why. right. And yeah. I got that strong sense. <laughs> uh, and then when we went out, when we went out to eat, we would occasionally be allowed to get soda as we got older that loosened up a little bit but especially yeah. as kids it was largely milk soda so is really by the cr- way everybody soda is terrible for you it's totally yeah, well, terrible for you don't let your kids drink a lot of soda yeah all things in moderation but yeah, i yeah, yeah. i feel like soda is definitely in the subcategory of special drinks so this is really created like having something that is just different or unique or slightly carbonated to drink has really takes on like this calming, indulgent feeling for me. I think it's because like that was such a special thing as a kid. And so special drinks to me, it includes like drinking coffee, a latte. Uh, it includes, it does include soda, although we don't drink a lot of that. But the main thing that we have really been drinking around here is sparkling water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and particularly we buy uh, this brand Bubbly with these different flavors I, I like something with a little bit of flavor, and I found that Bubbly, this is not sponsors of the Curious Church podcast, although, you know, let us know. Let us know. Uh, a Curious Church has a good uh, amount of flavor. Like, yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, it's got just enough, it's got enough something there. So 
like uh, Lacroix, which I always think should be pronounced Lacroix, but yeah. Lacroix. Uh, like the joke that I've seen about it is it's it's as if you take a sip and someone yells the flavor from another room in the house. <laughs> like, you know, it's so it's so distantly like it claims flavor, but it, it it's not really there. Bubbly uh-huh. has this kind of flavor. It's I think I think uh, the quintessential word for a drink like this is it's effervescent, right? It's kind of got mm. kind of dissolving and this flavor. I was listening to an episode of the Sporkful podcast, which is all about food, and they just had a whole episode on sparkling water this week. Oh, do you uh, like that? Wait. I just subscribed to that one. Is it oh, good? yeah. I really like okay. the Sporkful. Okay, it's pretty great. fun. Great. Uh, but, but they talked about evaluating sparkling water by aesthetics, bubs, and flavor. Uh, <laughs> these kind of two people who did this other podcast were on there. So the aesthetics of the can, the sound it makes, the bubbles, and then the flavor. And I think Bubbly does a pretty good job for me of hitting all those. So just having a special drink, like once a day, opening a can of sparkly water has been really something. I feel so indulgent. Huh. I feel just like the, the king of the castle when I, <laughs> when I open any drink like this. So that's been something that I've really liked. That's great. I feel like I'm going to uh, pick up some bubbly. I'm going to put a pair of headphones on, fire up Stardew Valley. That sounds like a, <laughs> oh, a really nice way to pass an hour or so. Oh, man, that sounds so good. Wow. So good. Yeah. Good. Good. I like it. Thank um, you. Me too. Do you, what, what do we need to, what else do we need to cover on your list? Is there an act you three? Know, there's, uh, well, I assumed the segment was act three. Oh, okay. But that's pretty good. I mean, I think, you know, for... For a casual check-in that's lasted, you know, we've been recording 42 minutes, and you're hearing 10 of those minutes probably in the edited version. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've done pretty well. It's, it's not quite the 50th episode parade extravaganza celebration spectacular that we'd initially been planning for the last three years. Right. But right. Big plans. You know, yeah. It, there were there were big... We just want people to know. We'd hired hot air balloons two, uh, two and a half years ago. That's right. Uh it was going to be a whole thing. Did you get a, Did you get the deposit back on those? Yeah, they they actually. I put together a GoFundMe uh, because they refused to refund the twenty thousand dollars that we put down on credit cards. Oh no! So, oh, so if you're willing to help, <laughs> if you're willing to help. Oh boy! Oh. Yeah, not the not the way we thought we'd ring in fifty, but here we no. are, and I'm no. glad, I'm still glad we're doing it. So our our plan, listeners, kind of going forward is to uh, not is that we don't have a, a plan yet. <laughs> is that is that helpful? Our official plan is to not have a plan. Yeah. But we are we are we are in talks, as they say. So we uh, we'd like to we'd like to continue Curious Church in some fashion. We would like to do it safely and uh, uh, thoughtfully. <laughs> Listener, I just want you to know. I have been talking to Aaron's agent for the last three months, and this is really an issue of negotiations. He has demanded at least 15 special drinks at every recording, and <laughs> we've just good. not been able to promise that. He's good. He's the best. That's why I hired <laughs> he's him. The, he's the best agent. <laughs> the best in the business. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, there, there's no current plan, but there is commitment. How yeah. about that? There's no plan, yeah. but there's commitment. Yeah, we, we, we want you to know that. We and we enjoy doing we enjoy doing this, uh, and we would still like to continue to do it um, in the future. But you know, there's a lot of unknowns, and uh, we are both sort of our our uh, like you like all of your worlds. 
Uh, ours has changed too in terms of uh, especially our our work and our family stuff. <laughs> oh, really? Work and family? <laughs> what a stretch! Hey, I, hey, listeners! I know you don't have work and family stuff going on. This is just like, kind of something unique to Matt and me, <laughs> but <laughs> we've got to work through it. So just bear That's with right. us. Yeah. Oh, but hey, uh, we should say a really big thank you to people who have asked when the next episode's coming yeah. out or encouraged yeah. us to record that. That really means a lot uh, to us, and we're glad to kind of be in your be in your headphones. Yeah, honestly, uh, that was a big impetus. I I want to say, Matt, for us just doing this, just like saying, how, like hearing that people actually kind of wanted to know what was going on, and that was a totally reasonable question, uh, and. <laughs> Uh, that it, it helped. It helped to uh, to kind of make just this little uh, silly mini episode happen. I feel like is is encouragement. For, so that's a good call. So yeah, thank you, thank you, folks. Yeah. Thanks, listeners. And we purposely put this at the end because we didn't want to thank anyone who just listens to half of the episode. Yeah, so only you the diehards who make. Yeah, only yeah. the diehards who make it at the end. Thank you to those people. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's you. Yeah. Okay, well, right. should we say goodbye until next time, uh, listeners, uh, whenever that may be? Uh, but don't delete us from your feed yet. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. Thanks for being... Oh, I'm Aaron. <laughs> I'm Matt. <laughs> Thanks for being curious with us. 